0: Hello everyone, my name is Marcial Hernandez. I'm a Bible worker, and we have come to the end of this quarterly Sabbath school lesson. And the title for this lesson is The New Covenant Life. The New Covenant Life. But before to start the study this morning, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege that we have in Jesus, for the privilege that we can be part and be in the new covenant with you. Lord, send your holy spirit that he can help us today. And we pray in Jesus name. Amen. So, open your bibles and go with me if you would to the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. It says, "I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly." We've been studying about the covenant and pretty much we can summarize, or we can put in a nutshell, the covenant in something like this. It's pretty much God saying, this is how I'm going to save you from sin. Because the motivation behind the covenant is God desiring to rescue us from sin. To experience, like we can experience true freedom and everlasting life. And the beautiful thing is that we can start experiencing those things right now. We're going to see some examples of how we can experience those blessings right now. Freedom from fear pardon of sin, and so many others that we're going to study this morning. The interesting thing is, as I mentioned before, we don't have to wait until later. We don't have to wait until the end to to experience these blessings. We can start today. You know, the covenant is not something that we have to do this and that. And then at the end, like long way off, we're going to get the reward. The Bible says, go with me to the book of Psalms 46, verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God has promised that he is a very present help in time of trouble. He was our help in the past. He will be our help in the future. But he is our help at the very present moment. And we start experiencing these blessings today. Even though with God's covenant, we have the reward long way off. We have the reward right now in the present in Jesus Christ, and that is applicable for our salvation. One of the things that we're gonna see this week, one of the blessings that we can start experiencing right now, is the blessing of joy. Let's go to the book of First John, chapter one, verse four. It says the following: And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. So as a covenant people, we have the promise of joy. From where I'm coming from, Honduras, we have a saying in the Adventist world that when we see someone in the church very negative or angry or irritated all the time, we call those people lemon face. And not because of the round shape. No, 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 it doesn't have to do anything with that. But we call it lemon face because when you taste lemon or lime, You make similar expressions as when someone is angry. So that's why we call like lemon face people that are just angry all the time. But as Christians, we should be the happiest people on the planet. We have this covenant with God Almighty, and we should not only be happy, but the Bible says that we should be full of joy. John was one of the disciples of Jesus, and he was at the cross He was at Gethsemane. He was at the Mount of Transfiguration. He was like an eyewitness. And he's the one telling us that we have to have joy and be full of joy. But the question is like, why should we we have joy? And John explains that it's because Jesus has opened the way for us to enter into a close relationship with the Father. John was with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He saw him. He touched him. He felt he heard his teachings. And that's why John is saying that we can have that relationship with the Father through the merits that Jesus Christ has done for us. And that's why John says, you may be full of joy. Not only be joyful, but be full of joy. And that blessing, we don't have to wait until the second coming. We can start having joy right now. Another blessing that we can start experiencing right now is being free of guilt. We can be free of guilt and what an amazing promise that is. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 8 and we're going to read verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. That's a beautiful promise. I'm going to read it again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Are you feeling condemned by people? Are you feeling condemned by the church? Or are you even feeling condemned by your own sin? 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John 3:18 says whoever believes in him is not condemned. So why not to come to God to, to come to God today? We can be free of guilt. That weight of guilt, that weight can be lifted from our shoulders. The lesson tells a story of a young woman that was brutally murdered and her killer was unknown. So the police was trying to catch the killer. And what they did, they put like a hidden microphone in her grave. And many months later, a young man came kneeling and weeping, begging for the woman's forgiveness. Of course, the microphone was monitored and they caught this young person. But what was the thing that drove this man to the grave? To ask for forgiveness. It was his guilt. But brother, sister, today, thanks to Jesus, thanks to his blood that he shared upon the cross... None of us, we need to live under the stigma of guilt. According to the verse in Romans, it says that no one has to be condemned and we can be free of guilt. Let's go to the book of John chapter 5, verse 24. It says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who has sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Let's read another verse that is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. A beautiful thing is like when we are hidden in Christ, that's what God the Father sees. He sees the perfect life that Christ lived. He doesn't see my mistake. He doesn't see my sin. But when we are hidden in Christ, what the Father sees is the perfect life of Jesus. If we choose to enter into the covenant and into this covenant relationship with God, if we choose to abide by the conditions of by faith, repentance, and obedience, today that guilt can be lifted up from our shoulders. Next time when Satan whispered to your ears that you are too evil, when he whispered to your ears that you are bad, That you are too sinful to be accepted by God. You will do well by quoting scripture as Jesus quoted scripture when he was tempted in the wilderness. And we can quote this verse in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Where it says that there is no condemnation to them that are in Jesus Christ. You know that there is nothing you can do in order for God to love you more. But there is nothing you can do in order for God to love you less. And this is, it doesn't mean that we are denying the reality of sin in our lives. It just means that it's, instead of being condemned, when we have this relationship with Jesus, we are no longer that condemnation of sin. Another blessing that we can start experiencing right now is eternal life. Turn with me to the book of John chapter 11, and we're going to read verse 25 and 26. It says... Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? We know that we have come to there are two dimensions of eternal life. One is the dimension that like the present. We can start we can start experiencing eternal life right now. John 17 verse 3 it says and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent i always believed that eternal life was an event or it was going to happen at the second coming but we can start experiencing eternal life right now when we get to know jesus Because even if we die in Christ, it will be like just taking like a long nap. But when Jesus comes for the second time, we can start experiencing the second dimension of eternal life. And that is when we're going to get immortality. In John chapter 6 verse 39 says the following. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last Day. What a great joy to know that our end is not at the grave, but our end is to have eternal life and live forever. Let those that we see Jesus' character, when we see his love, when we accept the sacrifice that he has done for us on the cross, when we accept his blood, we can have everlasting life in two dimensions present and in the future as well. Another beautiful thing that we start experiencing right now is the transformation of our hearts. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 to 19 says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, To know the love of Christ, which paths knowledge, that ye may be filled with the fullness of God. We have seen earlier before that the new covenant is has to do with the Lord putting the law in our hearts. And I know that we have studied this before, but let's go really quick to the book of Jeremiah, chapter thirty-one, verses thirty-one to thirty-three. It says, The the days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah, it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write in it in their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So God promised that he is going to write his law in our hearts. But if we tie these verses together, the one in Jeremiah and the one in Ephesians, it says that not only the law will be in our hearts, but it says that Jesus Christ will be in our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Greek word that is used in the passage in Ephesians when we translate it into English, is the word to settle in. Given the idea of permanency, given the idea that God wants to be settled in our hearts, and He wants to settle His law in our hearts as well. But the question is, why do we need a new heart? Because He's going to give us a new heart, but why do we need a new heart? Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says the following, The heart is deceitful above all things, and beyond cure. Who? Can know it because we, as humans, we have a wicked heart. God is offering us to change our hearts today. We can have a new heart rooted and grounded in love for God and in love for others. When we see the work of Jesus on our behalf, He can change our hearts, can be changed, and we can be new people with new thoughts, with new desires, with new. Goals. Go with me, if you would, to the book of 1 John, chapter 4, and verse 16. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abideth in love abideth in God, and God in him. We can have a change of hearts from a cold heart of stone to a warm heart of flesh, full with the love of Christ, and full for love for others. These are things that we can experience right now. We don't have to wait until the second coming. We don't have to wait until later. As soon as we enter into a covenant with Jesus, we can start experiencing these blessings. One of the final blessings that we're going to look at this morning is the blessing of a mission. We know this verse very well in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And we know by heart. It's just rooted in Adventist DNA. Where it says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the world. But the thing is that people sometimes, they find themselves with this beautiful gift of the new covenant. But people didn't know what to do with it. You know, it's like to give a person like a library full of books amazing books only to find out that person is using the books instead of reading them that person is just building a big fire with them we will say that's a terrible waste of such precious value of information believers around the world they maybe they they have experienced the same thing as us in the past they are carrying the guilt of their sins They have a wicked heart. They don't have joy in their lives. But we, sharing this good news, we can transform their lives. Almost anything else that we do in this world will end. But spreading the gospel to others is a work that will make an imprint for eternity. We were created to be free. We meant to love and to give and to serve. But true freedom is only found in service for others. To summarize what we have studied today, we have studied and we have seen that Jesus established the new covenant with his blood and this covenant is real for our life today. We have studied that we can start experiencing joy and this joy is an integral part of the kingdom of God and is part of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. This joy is not but brief happiness but inner peace that we can experience. We have studied as well that all of us, we have sinned, but Jesus offers us forgiveness of our sins. Therefore, we are free from the burden of guilt because God wants to liberate us from the guilt of remorse. We study as well that God wants to give us new hearts. When Christ lives in our hearts, our, our faith, our understanding of God's love will grow we are filled with the fullness of God so we are ready to reflect Jesus to others our thoughts will change and our love for our neighbors will increase we've studied as well that Jesus wants to offer to us the gift of eternal life there are two deaths the first death is the one that we might experience but Jesus has promised us to eat, to resurrect us, even if we are, de- if even if we are dead, if we experience the first death, but the second death is the one that doesn't have a resurrection and is only reserved for those who are not registered in the book of life. But Jesus assures us that we will not have to suffer the, that eternal death, and this hope can impact our life today. We can start living a new perspective of life. As well, we studied that when we enter into a covenant relationship with Jesus, we have a new mission in life. Because when we accept God's covenant, we become part of his chosen people that involves a mission to announce the gospel to the world, to offer joy, liberation from guilt to other people. And I want to finish this morning with a beautiful quote that says, Come, my brother, my sister, come just as you are, Sinful and polluted, lay your burden of guilt on Jesus, and by faith claim his merits. Come now while mercy lingers. Come with confession. Come with a contrition of soul, and God will aboundingly pardon. Do not dare to slight another opportunity. Listen to the voice of mercy that now pleads with you to arise from the dead, that Christ My, give you light. Let's bow our heads for the word of prayer. Father, thank you for the new covenant relationship that you want to establish with us. Thanks for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Thanks that we can start experiencing the blessings of that plan of salvation right now. We don't have to wait until the second coming. We don't have to wait until the future, but we can start experiencing right now, today. Father, I pray for Those who are listening to this commentary, I pray that they can be blessed. And I pray that you can impress their hearts and their minds as never before. Lord, we want to love you. And we we are pleading with you that please change our hearts. Take us to a place that we love you above anything else and that we hate sin above anything else. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.